Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Anyone remember Mike Tomlin being completely over-the-top smitten by Justin Fields? Remember that? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. For anyone who doesn't remember, Tomlin, and I should say the portrayal of Tomlin as being just like schoolgirl infatuated with Fields, this occurred at the Ohio State Pro Day when Ohio State's film crew had audio and visuals that you could pick up Tomlin saying stuff, encouraging stuff, really supportive stuff to Fields as he came on for a set of drills and then later on in conversations that they had. And we get to see so little of that sort of thing that when we saw it, we had no other way to interpret it except that this is it. This is their guy. The Steelers love him. Tomlin loves him. Tomlin would do anything to have Fields as his quarterback of the future. Let's start envisioning scenarios for how Pittsburgh's going to wind up with this kid in the draft. And, well, as fate would have it, Fields did end up playing in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, only it was against the Steelers and for the Bears. And, in fact, no move of any kind was either made or speculated where Tomlin and Kevin Colbert would try to go and get Fields. So what did it mean? Not a thing. What does Tomlin's now alleged affection for Malik Willis mean? Nothing at all. Tomlin went to the Senior Bowl. Did like a lot of coaches and executives did down there and communicated with the kid. They all do it in all directions. Even sometimes with players at positions that they have no intention whatsoever of selecting. It doesn't mean any more to take this further than this wonderful story that Kenny Pickett relayed to reporters yesterday at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. 
of his own experiences with Tomlin on the south side. There's those benches when we call it the practice field, and he would always come over and hang out with us for a little bit uh, in the summer. And uh, you know, I remember as a, as a freshman, the first time that happened, watching Antonio Brown and uh, Ben out there, and he would come, you know, sit down and hang out, and I wouldn't leave the bench until he left, obviously. So, um, you know, I've been there for five years, so, you know, a long time. I've known Coach, and uh, it's been a pretty special relationship. Shared facility, half a decade, doesn't mean a thing. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. These are good narratives for casual football fans, for casual combine fans, if there can be such a thing, casual draft fans. Not everybody who watches the combine or pays close attention to the draft is a total maniac about either event. And you know the people that I'm talking about. And because of that, you're going to see storylines like these condensed to small narratives like Tomlin's behavior at the Ohio State Pro Day, like his interactions with Malik Willis, like the fact that he met with the Willis family outside the stadium in Mobile, Alabama. Oh, he loves him. He loves him. Look, he's talking to the parents. They talk to all of the parents. Pickett said yesterday that he's met with the Steelers multiple times. People that he's seen, like, nonstop at this building on the south side for five years. And if you don't know how that building is structured, yes, it's 50-50 between the Steelers and Pitt, and there is not a way to go through the building horizontally. There's a solid wall. However, the back of the building is where all of the players go out to the fields, and there's all kinds of interaction there, including those very benches that you heard Pickett describe. Still, he met with the Steelers several times. Why? Because they're building a book. They're building a book on everyone they can at that position, and really at a lot of positions. What might surprise some people is that they build these books not even necessarily toward the draft that's upcoming, but just so that they can have as much intel as possible into all players in the NFL, even as they progress with other teams. Do you ever listen closely to Tomlin's summary of the opponent that he does at the beginning of a Tuesday press conference? I find those things fascinating. A, because of the language that he uses. He's extremely vibrant with the descriptors that he applies. But within that, pay really close attention to when he'll say that so-and-so, I don't know, third depth chart middle linebacker guy on the Patriots is someone who they feel has a motor that does this or that, and he'll randomly cite something that they picked up from him in a draft interview Years ago, not a couple years ago, I'm talking about like a long time ago, or something that he'll have recalled 
from a pro day or from a combine or from another experience or something that they saw on film. And in turn, it assists with your preparation for the game that Sunday. So all I'm saying here is not that the Steelers don't like Kenny Pickett or not that they don't like Malik Willis or whatever else here, but I'm also saying that doesn't mean that they do just because they spend a lot of time with them and try to get to know them. Ultimately, these decisions come down to that stuff that all of those uh, maniacs, as I just called them, really pay attention to. And that's what can you do on the football field for us? The rest is great. You love to hear it. Character absolutely does matter. Personality does matter. But you got to be able to play the game. you got to be able to play the game. When we come back, just one question. Welcome back. Time for J1Q. Today's comes from CJ Kalazi, who says, DK, great show. Out of all the Steelers free agents who are your most important to sign, I believe it's Terrell Edmonds, Akella Witherspoon, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Ah, most important free agents. You know, Witherspoon is a good one if you believe that you experienced a solidification of his NFL starter status. I do, but A, my vote doesn't count, and B, none of us could be privy to the same type of knowledge that they'd be internally in terms of how he handled the non-splash plays. Like, we all get impressed, and we should, by the splash. But how did he handle the routine stuff? Did he go where they wanted him to go as often as they wanted it? Remember that not even the most advanced football video breakdowns can tell you where a player was supposed to be, at least not with 100% certainty. I liked a lot of what I saw of him. I hope they bring him back, especially if they don't bring back, and I'm not expecting that they will, Joe Hayden. Uh, there's a lot of things that can go right for this defense in 2022. But one that can really unravel all of it is if their corners stink. You know, uh, they were fortunate that they got pretty good corner play in 2021. And it was part of what allowed them to still get the pressure that they did on quarterbacks, even though their inside linebackers were a constant catastrophe. Terrell Edmonds pretty much falls in the same bracket. Uh, I've made it clear on this show how I feel about T.E., about the season that he had, about the makeup that he's got. And the money is there not only to get Minka Fitzpatrick his long-term extension, which I believe will happen this summer, but also to keep Minka's valuable and valued, from Minka's perspective, partner. The last thing you'd want to do is force Minka to have to do all kinds of adjusting to another safety and to take on tasks that he currently doesn't need to take on, really shouldn't be taking on. Some of that, of course, was forced upon him anyway by the aforementioned constant catastrophe at inside linebacker. 
This has kind of a nice ring to it. I think I might be using that one into the future. Who else was on your list here? Oh, Juju. Yeah. Uh, again, this is another player that I've supported on this show. Uh, I believe that the Steelers should make a reasonable attempt to keep him. Meaning, if it looks like, and it does, that his market is again going to be limiting him to a one-year contract, don't lose your mind, but pay enough and hope that he says yes. Uh, the one thing that really jumps out about Juju is that he's a terrific run blocker. And as I've noted, even if you're not going to have some kind of super stellar passing game, and I can't imagine that they will, would be nice to have more yards, more big plays, more different types of options for Najee Harris to create consistent offense. Juju can be part of that. He can be it's funny, though, isn't it, the way we just laid out that list in comparison to last year when the Steelers' potential free agency losses would have taken up four episodes. And let's not forget that that was a real factor last year. There were some players that they absolutely would have loved to have kept. You know, I always focus on Mike Hilton. But there were other guys as well that could have made a difference had they remained Steelers. And to enter this offseason with the unprecedented cap space that they've got, in addition to not having some super long list of their own free agents to retain, well, I guess that would kind of make the argument that you really ought to keep the guys you want to keep, huh? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.